Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to Chapo's Corner. It's your host, Fire Chapo, and we back. Today, we're talking about toxic relationships. Are you in a toxic relationship? Hmm, I don't know. I mean, I think we all either experience toxic relationships, whether we dated people, worked with toxic people, are related to toxic people, or have toxic people as friends. Um, toxic people is just a part of life. So oh, uh, it's something that we're just going to have to deal with as long as we are living. But today we are going to be specifically discussing toxic people in relation to relationships. Now, it is not always obvious that one is in a toxic relationship. Sometimes in the beginning, everything's going just fine. There are no indications or any clues, signs, red flags, if you will, that this potential person that you've entered into a relationship with is toxic. But over time, like all things that happen in the dark that's revealed in the light, this person reveals their true colors, and lo and behold, they are a toxic individual. Now, it's important to be able to recognize the warning signs of toxic relationships because obviously if you don't know what to look out for or what to you know spot and and see as a as a warning sign then you won't be able to get out and you certainly won't be able to recognize that you're in one while relationships period in my opinion can be full of you know fun loving moments playful dates and what one would maybe call positive emotional growth that's not always the case with every single relationship unfortunately for many people especially women romantic relationships can be a major source of negativity stress and never-ending stream of drama it all depends on the situation and the people put forth in the relationship even worse a lot of signs or a lot of the signs that one would uh, maybe need to look out for in a toxic relationship are tricky to spot, like I mentioned earlier. So um, people might not even be aware with it. Be aware of it with it's even more dangerous because <clears throat> you may be subjected to it much longer than you really need to simply because you're not aware of the signs. It's easy to identify physical abuse. Anybody can spot a black eye, a bruise, um, a busted lip, or, you know, anything like that. But it's very difficult for a person in a toxic relationship to um, notice abuse when they hear it. Because a toxic relationship doesn't always have to be, you know, related or or in in relation to physical abuse. It could be verbal and it could also be emotional abuse. Now, another way that it would be hard for a person to spot so-called said abuse is if, especially if the victim was raised around negativity or criticism for most of their life. Because for them, at that point, toxic relationships will become the norm. You know, I mean, it may sound sad or whatever, but it's the truth. You know, not a lot of people come from happy households. So, it's my belief in something that I've, you know, I've did narcissistic episodes, I did sociopathic episodes, I did um, psychopaths, how to spot one if you're dating one. Because to me, learning the... um, 
the verbal behavior signs um, of an abusive, narcissistic personality of a partner is critical. Is a critical, essential learning skill for everyone who is dating. Now, the other topics I wanted to discuss, and I was looking at it today, was Tinder dates and a lot of um, people who are dying on Tinder dates. So I wanted to do an article, um, a episode on how to not be killed or how to survive your Tinder date without being killed. I mean, it's not funny. I mean, I mean, you know, we're just going to talk about practical tips. And then, of course, I'm going to bring up some real articles of people um, nationwide who have used Tinder and went out on dates, you know, thinking everything was being harmless and innocent, but, you know, come to find out. Now, they didn't get in a relationship with this, these people, or maybe they were, but the point is that it was obviously a toxic individual, and there were some signs that they might have overlooked, and maybe not, you know, things happen, and it's nobody's fault, you know, but at the same time, you know, they, uh, they, their life should not have been for nothing, or the lives that they, you know, that someone took for them shouldn't be for nothing, so we'll talk about that. I think that might be my next episode, or a few episodes down. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, we have all heard the term toxic relationships thrown around, you know, and we've heard it enough to know, or I'm pretty sure we all know that we wouldn't want to be in one. But what actually defines toxic territory? Okay, because like I mentioned before, toxic relationships could sometimes be hard to identify, especially if you might, um, you know, some of us might have known people, uh, friends, family members, coworkers or whatever who's been in toxic relationships that we may not have known about but found out later, um, wondering why they never said anything because we would never seen any signs looking at them because they never showed any. But also for the people in it, they sometimes just don't see any signs. But there are some behaviors that cross the line like, um, the kind of abuse, like any kind of abuse, period, physical, emotional, verbal, even financial abuse, you know, because abuse comes in many forms. And maybe it's some other signs because there are some signs that are just a little bit more subtle, but can be just as problematic. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. I'm sure, like I said, everybody has some kind of toxic uh, relationship story whether it be with a loved one or somebody that's um you know because we all we deal with all kind of relationships while we're living being humans and social creatures so you know that's what we're going to be discussing today i'm going to take a short break and when i come back from the break i'm going to come back uh with the article that i found on a few articles it's just some simple signs because that's all we're going to talk about today is really just some signs it should really be a short episode not too long at all and i hope everyone's enjoying their tuesday so far it is 3:43 p.m eastern standard time aka nyc time see y'all after the break chat post counter All right, family, we're back from break. Welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Fire Chapel. We talk about toxic relationships. I'm going to be honest with you. When I was looking for articles for the subject, um, <clears throat> I found a lot of stuff, but some of them just list things like 11 or 12, and some of them even list like 35. And even on the list of 35, I did find some things, and I'll read some things off of that list. But in all honesty, um, I'm trying to really just see what I could just dig up from my heart. I don't really write and write too much notes on this because I've been, I feel like, in enough toxic relationships to be able to help somebody understand what a toxic relationship might be like. So, like, um, somebody, if you're with somebody who's, like, I like jealousy, believe it or not. You know, without a little bit of jealousy, I don't know that you're really that much into me. Whether, now, excessive jealousy is one thing. You know, the kind of thing that kind of stifles you because I've had men be so um, jealous of other men or, I don't know, just <clears throat> be so insecure 
that they wouldn't even want me to wear heels or something. If, if, as far as they're concerned, that they want me to just wear flats all the time. Or they didn't never allow me to be who I was because, and I, by that I mean like you know dress the way I wanted to dress or do the things that I wanted to do, so to speak, because they were so afraid. So that kind of held me back. Now that would make me insecure because that puts me in a box or in a corner where um. I'm not necessarily growing or it's like a caged bird. You know what I mean? And then I've had situations um, that are toxic where, um, you know, unfortunately, jerk guys that I dated maybe tried to want to sleep with maybe a friend or maybe even a neighbor. You know what I mean? Like, are things are just toxic like that? I've had somebody try to um, convince me that um, the only thing I had going good for me was my looks and that I was never going to be anything. So things like that, um, people are talking down to you, men who talk down to you. Or belittle you, you know, especially if you're like really independent and you, and uh, maybe you, there's so many different reasons why men could do it. It could be for your beauty. It could be because you make more money than them. It could just be because they feel that you're going to leave them. Sometimes like um, the way men express their insecurity is just like ridiculous. You know, do you guys fight all the time? Is every time you turn around, he's fighting. Um, is he the type of person who would go out his way to not to, you know, even if you're fighting, he's the, he's the type of person that he doesn't know when to stop. So maybe you guys are at a family function and like he still blows up at you at the function as if you are alone, but your family is there. You know, say, or his family is there. So he doesn't necessarily know when to draw the line, so to speak, or he'll embarrass you or humiliate you. That's a toxic relationship. <clears throat> Someone who is just financially draining you, you know, they just constantly in your pocket and, you know, see maybe that you might be a target or easy target or access for money. That is a toxic relationship, so to speak, you know. Anybody talks down to you in any kind of way, uh, it doesn't matter what the situation calls for. They don't like your hair. They don't like your skin tone. They think that you're, they don't like your weight. You're too skinny. You're too big. They talk to you like that. Oh, my God, I can't believe you're going to go and go. You're going to go eat seconds, another plate. That's a toxic relationship, you know. Toxic relationship is somebody that doesn't meet you halfway. So every time you turn around, you're doing just about everything. You know, on the day off, or on their day off, you might say, look, you know, my car needs oil change. I'm just using this as an example. I'll take your car into work today since you're off. And, you know, I haven't had much time because I've been busy. Maybe you have kids or something with the kids, and I just haven't had much time. Could you please just take it in to uh, get a quick oil change? Only to come home and find out that uh, he's been sitting on his lady behind all day. Or she's been sitting on her lazy head behind all day with all these excuses why she couldn't go. The place is right up the street. You know, he could have walked to the day he, she could have dropped it off, walked back home, took a nap, woke up, picked it up when they were getting ready. But they just didn't, you know, they, so basically you're doing the brunt of the work. You know, it's a one-way street, so to speak. That's a toxic relationship. A relationship and what stops you grow from growing. So all the activities and interests that you used to have before the relationship all of a sudden get pushed or put on hold or pushed to the back burner. In my opinion, that is a toxic relationship. You know, a toxic relationship was one that brings out, in my opinion, the best, not the best, the worst, excuse me, in you. Um, the, the worst qualities that you've ever had. Maybe you're more negative now. I don't know, maybe you drink more. It doesn't matter what situation. Maybe you're just more angry we lash out on people more. That's a toxic relationship. You know, a toxic relationship is one that's not supportive of you and your goals, your ambitions, and your dreams. That's a toxic relationship. You know, anybody that believes you puts you down. So this is just me off the top of my head. But now um, we're gonna just jump into like an article, and I will uh, share with you what they have to say there on some of these 
I'll start with the 35 signs you're in a toxic relationship by Lolly Daskal on uh, Inc.com. It's just INC.com. So they said if you have lack of trust, a relationship without trust is like a car without gas. You can stay in it all you want, but it won't go nowhere. They say if you have a hostile atmosphere where there's constant anger, there is sure to be a sign of unhealthy relationships. So you should never be around hostility because it makes you feel unsafe. Oh, I was just talking about this. They said a one-sided relationship because a one-sided relationship could never run smoothly. That's toxic. Is somebody constantly putting you under judgment? And judgmental relationship criticism is not intended to be helpful but to belittle. Is your partner unreliable? You know, you need to have mutual reliability in order to build trust. Narcissism. Oh boy, if you haven't caught the episode on how to spot a narcissist, please do. I mean, it's not for me to just just get clicks or anything like that. It's just to, for yourself and for your own self awareness and, and self knowledge to educate oneself. Because um, it, once you know what you're looking at, what you're dealing with, you can save yourself a lot of heartache and pain. You know. So it says here for nonstop narcissism, if the other party's interest in the relationship is really just a reflection of him or herself. It's possible to achieve any kind of... Is it possible to achieve any kind of balance? They said, no, absolutely not. It's impossible. Is the person you feel loaded with negative energy, no matter how things are going, no matter how much you try to look at the bright side, no, how much, no matter how much you try to point to the silver lining in the cloud, they always have something negative to say. They always have like an answer or comeback that's just, to just try to kind of counter what you said to cancel it out. You know, that's a toxic relationship because now you're just doing, and then, I mean, once you have energies that are all messed up and they're not um, balanced and they're negative with the wrong kind of aura and stuff, ain't nothing but bad going to come up in there. So with the person that's loaded with negative energy all the time, it's nothing that about being around that person that's ever going to feel good because they are doing nothing but drawing in um, negative energy constantly, nonstop, 24 hours a day, even while they're sleeping. Is a lack of communication in a relationship will equal a toxic relationship. Without communication, there is no relationship, period. And I agree. There's no relationship. Without communication, there's no relationship without trust. You know? Mutual avoidance. Are both of you avoiding one another to the point that you all can't sit down and have a conversation anymore? That is a toxic relationship. Insufficient support. If you cannot turn to each other, is, is there a reason to be in a relationship at all? You know, why are you there? I mean, sometimes people stay in toxic relationships, in my opinion, for a lot of reasons. One that I hear the common is because of how long they've been together. There's a lot of things that um, happen. A lot of people stay in toxic relationships because of things of, like, familiarity. But just because something is familiar and just because you have a lot of time in your belt doesn't mean that, you know, the... Um, there's people that's still sitting in jail for a lot of years but just because they spend a lot of time there. I mean, they love the place. I mean, just because you're attached to something or you just have like a, a some kind of it doesn't always necessarily mean that it's healthy. And just because you've been the longer you've been with somebody all the time doesn't always mean that it's um the best relationship. You could have just been nine years with somebody who's just toxic the entire time, you know, when you could have just been spending nine years with somebody who was just amazing and didn't bring you half the stress, the grief, aggravation, um, tears, or pain that this person did. It's a never-ending drama. Oh, my gosh. 
We know drama. Drama is a pain. Unless you're watching drama on TV, on like reality TV shows, nobody is trying to endure drama in a relationship. Drama is so draining. Who wants to deal with that? I mean, 9 out of 10, at the end of the day, everybody has to go out here. We all got to deal with this world, right? Okay, as men have it harder. If you're a black man, you're, you know, you have it even harder. Or a minority man, you have it even harder. But when you come home at the end of the day, or even if you can't get with your significant other every day because maybe you live far apart or um, long distance, or maybe they have different schedules than you do, um, everybody wants to come home and speak to or, or have that part of their life where that's kind of like, warm and welcoming and inviting and loving and caring nobody wants to deal with a drama uh, 24 hours a day drama filled person that's not cute it's not healthy nobody wants to be around anybody like that not only that it's kind of like what they say when you hang around something or a group of people long enough it's either you're going to rub off on them or they're going to rub off on you and nine out of ten if that's your significant other and that's the environment that they're creating for you and you spend um, a good majority of your free time with this person because you are in a relationship with them trying to build and they're negative all the time, it's only a matter of time before it rubs up on you. Maybe you get depressed and then you start to notice that little things start to change in your life. Do you feel unworthy? You know, they said, do they leave you feeling like you don't deserve any better? You know, are they always undermining you? You know, are you always feeling like you just can't get right? You know? Do they diminish your self-worth? When you're, in, when you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't acknowledge your value, it can be hard to see yourself, you know? This is very true. This is why toxic relationships need to be brought to light as a discussion. And if you see any of these signs, I mean, even more than two, three, four, five, like, you know, you, maybe not every single one on this list, but if you see a good amount, I'd say at least uh, uh, I don't care if it's three or more, you know, you should really consider, not necessarily to leave the person, what's going on, I always feel more than anything, communication is the key, talking to your partner is one thing, but if they can't see eye to eye, see that they don't change, or you know for a fact in the past that you had these conversations with them before, and nothing's changed, and you know that nothing's won't change, and you know the only option that may be left for you to do, and I'm not telling you to do it, but you know, Oh, dude, uh, yeah, I did bring that up earlier on my own, but they said here the same thing. If you are constantly feeling like they bring out the worst in you and you cannot be your best self, or, and I also was saying if you can't do any, if you feel like you can't do anything right, these are just a few signs. And this was from um, Inc.com, like I said. You know, these things are going to deteriorate you and break you down. It's, it's, and then the longer you stay, like I said, um, you're holding back yourself from even things like your own potential destiny because maybe you're not approaching all your little short-term goals and projects the way that you normally would if you were feeling inspired and maybe not necessarily um, put down, drained, maybe even depressed or inadequate as this draining relationship with a, with a toxic individual has left you. All right, so then now I have this article here from prevention.com by Jen Glantz entitled 11 Warning Signs Your Relationship is Toxic or Completely Toxic. Mm. It says no one intentionally enters into a toxic relationship and I agree with that. But I do believe that suddenly in time things do change and every couple hits a rough patch from time to time. But there's a difference between coping with some temporary glitches and being stuck in a relationship that's turned sour. Yet some people linger long after the warning signs arise. 
Um, then they have this quote here. Your partner is supposed to be your biggest cheerleader and a soft place to land. That's what I was basically saying a little while ago about, like, when you come home from work or you have a hard day or something. You don't necessarily want to be um, that the person that, you know, this is supposed to be, like, your stress reliever, your escape from life or reality, so to speak. And then, like, if you guys, you know, spend the night together or have apartments or something or you, are, you know, spend time together where you could be under the covers and merely cuddling, even watching a movie or something, you know, all that matters sometimes, like, at the end of a long day is, like, that moment right there when you're who you're under the covers with late at night especially like when it gets cold and cupping season is coming you know that's all that matters before you know you get back up again and go back out into the cold world you need that warm spot they say people stay in toxic relationships for so many reasons says Kimberly a therapist who specializes in relationships she says we get comfortable with the status quo and just continued on the same path because the change is hard we engage and we engage in denial and go on because it's easier. The denial can make it pretty difficult to figure out that you might ought to cut ties ASAP. I agree. And they say here are 11 warning signs that you should not ignore. Okay, so here's one or here's one uh, sign number one. If you fight all the time. Ding, 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 ding. Like, I always think that's, like, the major, major ringer. I like a good fight, too. Like I said, I'm a fireside. I get feisty from time to time. I have my little moods, and I have my little mood swings. And, you know, it's just going to happen. Now, it doesn't happen all the time, but, I mean, there's no such thing as a real relationship that does not encounter some kind of um, quarreling or squaffs or whatever and from time to time. But that being said, if you find all the time, though, like, you know, it doesn't matter. You guys can't even have a good night out. Date night is horrible. You know, within um, five minutes of somebody coming home or hours of somebody coming home, there's an argument or waking up within the waking hours, there's an argument. I mean, like, you can't even hardly speak to each other amicably anymore. Then, yeah, that's extremely toxic. And it said um, there is a complete lack of trust. Then they said, there is no worse deceit than when a partner has been unfaithful. It breaks the trust in a relationship, and sometimes the breach is, un- is not fixable. They said, that'll be, that applies beyond affairs, lying about the important things like money or hiding unhealthy habits from your partner, like drinking or smoking, can also cause a lack of trust. If you both want to make things right, the person who broke the trust needs to be willing to be accountable for their partner to tell the truth and give up some privacy until trust is, re- is repaired. They say you constantly keep score. This relationship shouldn't feel like the game of basketball where each person is keeping track of how many times they've done something good or bad. We all fall victim to this at times, but a relationship that is consumed by keeping score is toxic, says Ballard. Whether you and your partner constantly highlight one another's faults, yeah, because that's like nitpicking. Oh, you did this. Well, what about me? What if you do that? Or whatever. I have a problem. You have a problem. That's what they mean by that. Basically, you find yourself... Reciting your resume of good deeds is a sign that you've turned against each other. You're not, you don't have each other's backs anymore. Now you're just throwing each other under the bus and trying to have the last word and the final say. And like I said, during a regular argument, that's fine. But when you're doing it too much and it's just to hurt one another, that is not cool. It is now toxic. Oh, there's not a lot of touching going on. Well, that's a form of abuse. You know what I mean? Like if you're in a relationship with someone and there's, you know, because now the person's going, emotional abuse, I think, because now the person's going to start to wonder if something's wrong with them. They said touch is the building block of connection. I agree. And intimacy and romantic relationships, says Melissa Cohen, a couples therapist in Westville, New Jersey. While happy couples do tend to touch more, the true indicator of a healthy relationship is not how often your partner touches you, but how often he or she touches you 
in response to your touch. The more intimate you are, the more satisfied you feel both physically and emotionally in your relationship. So they said, so make an effort to up the touching outside of the bedroom as well. For instance, acknowledge your partner when he or she comes home from work and give them a kiss so they know how happy you are to see them. Um, Are you afraid to discuss important things? That's a toxic relationship, they said. And if you're dating a total narcissist, which that keeps coming up in every article, then yeah. It said also if you feel like you can't do anything right, which came up in the previous article. It said if you're working overtime to please your partner, get getting nowhere, you probably never will. Making someone feel like they can't do anything right can be a serious sign of psychological abuse. And I agree. Your partner is supposed to be your biggest cheerleader, a soft place to land. If they're not, buyer beware and love yourself enough to leave. Plus, a relationship turns toxic when there is little to no identification with the other person's feelings, meaning that one person is emotionally detached. This is very toxic as well. So it says here, this makes both partners feel alone and uncared for because neither of their hearts and pains are being acknowledged. Often the couple becomes cruel to one another in an effort to make one another suffer to experience how bad he or she feels. How terrible. That is so toxic. And they said if there's a complete lack of interest. You sit at the dinner table and don't speak to each other. You don't have any shared hobbies. Sometimes I see a marked lack of interest, affection, humor, active interest, excitement, or joy. She says, who points out that when this happens, it may seem like everything is fine because there's not a high level of negativity or arguing. Couples who simply stop sharing their inner world with each other, she says, um eventually stop being friends um here's another obvious one when uh, when one of you is um overwhelmed with jealousy which we already know that is toxic if you find that in this relationship you have zero motivation to make any of it better that's a toxic relationship you don't even want to work for it anymore and those are the signs that they have there um, toxic relationships, like I said, you know, it's um, something that, and the longer you stay in it, you know it's going to happen. It might eventually, by the time you end up falling out of the relationship, and it's time to start a new relationship, you're probably going to base anything that you're going to walk into on this old relationship. And say to yourself, you know, it was so toxic, and maybe assume, you know, but what I'm trying to get everyone to do is just to um, wake up to toxic relationships and see how they're not necessarily um, the best thing for you. Sometimes it's better what they say to say, um, I can do battle by myself or I can be, you know, I'd rather be alone than to be sitting here being uh, in a toxic relationship. Somebody would say for this episode, but it's absolutely true. Um, there's not really too much else that I want to touch up or upon it, except for that I can always pull up, I'm sure, an article that says that it leads links to depression, it leads to anxiety, and it leads to misery. Like, we're just talking about toxic relationships sometimes with the rebel. Let's talk about the people that's getting physically abused. There are people that are in physically abusive relationships. There are people that are emotionally um, verbal and, 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 and harming full relationships. And every day they're being turned, you know, torn down. They come outside every day to go to work and they go to school. They take their kids to school and they go about their daily activities. They go to the gym, whatnot, the supermarket, and come home. And uh, when they come home, it's like all the stuff is going on over there. You know, it's a lot of people that's in there stunned for the gram or, or social media, but in all reality, they're like in toxic relationships. But I want someone to know today that if you're in a toxic relationship, you're not alone. You know, that's the thing. See, some people they've already had their share 
like me. And then, you know, we're like taking a break until we find something good that we deserve. And then you have other people who maybe never been in a toxic relationship or not one that was that bad, you know. But uh, the truth of the matter is, is that there's better out there, even if better is just you all by yourself, all by your lonesome for a little while. You know, it's better than just being in the hands of somebody that's going to abuse you. Um, I can tell you for a fact that uh, every, every single one, everybody who's listening to me right now, who's in the vicinity of the range of my voice, is perfectly capable and, and, and of, of, of getting somebody, landing somebody, for crying out loud, you know, that will treat them with respect, that will love them for who they are, flaws and all, you know what I mean? That will empower you, that will inspire you, that will be your biggest cheerleader, like this article just said. And pretty much, that will pretty much be your partner in life, your life mate, and even your bestest friend, your companion even, you know, before anything else. But you're not going to find that in a toxic relationship. There's no way to really turn a toxic relationship um, good, especially if one person, the toxic person, doesn't take the first step that's necessary for anybody who wants to change anything about themselves. The first step to solving a problem is to admit that you have a problem. That person cannot admit that they're toxic. If there's nothing that they see about what they're doing that they see as hurting you, even if they can see that they're hurting you, if they don't believe that they are, they don't care that they are, there's absolutely nothing you can do to change that person. It's better to go and it's better to leave. You got to love yourself, you know. They don't love you, you got to love yourself. Always love yourself. That's why loving yourself is important. Because even when people ain't loving you, you're always going to love yourself. And you need the love, you know. Step up on out of there and trust the process, you know. Trust and know that the universe, or, you know, if you, you believe in God, like I do, he will bring you something that is for you. But a toxic relationship is not something that you need. If anything, sometimes it robs you of the best parts of you. So that even by the time you get out of it, even if you do survive it and you meet somebody, you get, you know, put back on that path, that right path to find a really good man or woman or whatever. Um, you're so broken and damaged from that situation with that person because you wouldn't leave and you thought things would get better because you couldn't wake up to the signs. That you miss your blessing, you miss out on your opportunity. Or maybe, you know, you do uh, get with the person, but later on you just single-handedly ruin your relationship because you still haven't healed up. Don't let nobody rob you of the best parts of you. You know, if you're in anything toxic, you just get up on out of there. There's nothing good can come from it. And you got to love and value yourself enough more to know that uh, the best is yet to come. That this person is not your end-all, be-all. And uh, you can absolutely do better. And all that, I'm going to uh, bow and leave you all. But I will be back a little later with the episode. I think I'm going to do the Tinder. Or if not the Tinder, I'm going to do something else. But I'm just, I don't know how you all feel about the online dating episodes. But I just want to stress it because we're all going into this digital age now. We've already been there. But it just seems more and more that uh, with social media and dating, it's more prevalent. So I will be back a little later. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Chapel's Corner. I appreciate y'all. I love you all so much. It's your host, Fire Chapo, and I'll see you a little later on Chapel's Corner. Y'all be good.